Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. Y'all, spring is here. Now, it is still cold outside. It's currently like 40 degrees, and I'm in a pickle sweatshirt, but the calendar says that spring is here, and that is so exciting because it means, one, my ankles will be out for the next several months, and two, we are starting our Grow series here on the Do Good Radio Hour. We'll be spending the next few weeks learning about different people in our communities who have taken the word grow and really ran with it. We are talking to business owners and community leaders and people who have not shied away from the challenges growth can offer. Keep listening and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us at BGCF.org to stay up to date on all of the guests and ways you can grow and do good right here at home. Today's guest is Blanton Coates from the Clark County Community Foundation, housed right here at BGCF, and I'm here to tell you it was one of my favorite interviews I've done since being the host of this show. And I'm sure that you've heard me say that a lot, but every time I say it, I promise it gets a little bit more true. (laughs) His authenticity and vulnerability was the perfect way to start my early morning. And the way that he loves his family and his community is truly just so touching. Keep listening because there are a few tears. So get your tissues bundle up. It's going to be a good one. Here is Blanton Coates. I'm going to wear them, yeah. Make sure we uh, hear each other. I've been lucky enough to, and I hate the way my voice sounds, but. Me too. Don't you hate No, that? I don't hate your voice. No, no. Hate, <laughs> I don't hate your voice. You. No, no. No. Don't you hate it when you actually hear it? It's so bizarre. Isn't it? In editing the show, <laughs> it is the worst. So the good thing is, is that I've had a couple experiences already on Winchester's local radio talking mm. about community foundation. A bad deal. good here or sad? Yeah, it sounds okay. really good. Um, are you originally from Winchester? I am. Okay, born and raised? Uh, born in Louisville, but like moved to Winchester when I was like one or something. My family, but sure. my mom's from Winchester. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, 
Yes, Winchester, born and raised. Now, I don't know much about Winchester, which makes me sad because I drive through it all the time. And like where are you I, from? I pass it. I'm originally from Harlan County. Oh, I spent a year and a half in Harlan building the community center. Oh, okay. The community center is beautiful. Well, thank you. Uh, that was the very first project I ever worked on. And um, I lived with a family there that, that were real good friends of our family, the, the Hendricksons. And they lived out near Lowell. Uh, oh, my gosh. That's where I'm from. Is it really? Yes. So they have a big family compound out there. And then um, right. and Jane taught. I think it, but not at Harlan County, but at Harlan Independent. Independent, yeah. yeah. I was and an independent girl. They were too, um, mm. but um, their family had a construction company um, that was kind of subcontracted to our my family's company. We did the rerouting of the river, the right. four tunnels, mm-hmm. um, and so they um, they got to be friends with the Hendrickson family. And so when I when we were building the courthouse and the community yep. center, uh, I reached out to them, and and one of their the one of their family members had passed, so they had a house right in their little family compound there that wasn't being used, and so they let me rent it. Oh, that's um, so nice. So I was there during the week and went to the commissary. Oh, went yeah. To, went to everywhere. The good stuff. All the way through town. Now, I was born and raised in Harlan, and then my dad passed in 2002, and I'm so sorry. then we moved to Greensburg, Kentucky. Okay. So I was pretty young when we moved to Greensburg. I was eight or nine okay. when we moved yeah. um but all of my family is still in harlan so that's awesome yeah i a, haven't been back in a while but i, I you know i had a it was one of the best experiences of my life because it was one of the big, very first projects i ran by myself yeah and, um it always holds a near and dear place in my heart but uh, hopefully we don't have to deal with all this so if you, <laughs> if you want me to talk more about winchester i can to start us off i'm happy to i so, love it love um, it but uh yeah so i'm born and raised in winchester uh my my mother um it's from there. My father was from Owen County. Um, they they moved there, and 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 we grew up on a, on our family farm, and and I was lucky enough to to work there, and then work uh, in my family's construction company, and then about. 20 years into my career there, I, I moved to another company um, here in Lexington with Dean Builds, and, and now I'm a, a, a partner in the company, and um, it's been fun to see us grow as a, as a company as a whole. But I love Winchester. Um, I was honored. I asked Haley, actually, how long ago. I couldn't remember how mm-hmm. long I've been serving, and, and, and I had served on the Clark County Community Foundation, which is obviously underneath the umbrella of the Bluegrass Community Foundation. Yep. Um, now for about seven years. Oh, my goodness. Um, and it's a little longer tenure because of the way my chairmanship ended up working out, and then I'm a past year. So I'll roll off um, this July. And to be honest with you, it makes me a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, just for the simple fact that it has been one of the most rewarding um, boards that I've ever served upon, and, and knowing what – we we're just stewards passing through mm-hmm. um because of folks that had such a a a courageous outlook on our community to put an endowment together knowing that what they could do to give back mm-hmm. and we were just lucky enough to be stewards of that money and and at the end of the day 
what's so honorable is is what it does for Clark County and what it does you know we've grown from a nonprofit size when I started there was probably 18 nonprofits participating in the good giving challenge uh-huh. this past year we had 32 nonprofits it was huge it's amazing and 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 what it's what it's really had to, had us have to do is to kind of pull back our matching dollars unfortunately because we've got what's great There's is that so with so many, many yeah but at the end of the day, we have to be, again, good stewards of the money and make sure we're budgeting properly so that if everybody did get that matching dollar, we had the, the economics to be able to fulfill that. But at the end of the day, it's just been an amazing opportunity. Um, and then as, as Winchester's representative or Clark County's representative on the Bluegrass Community Foundation Board, I've had the opportunity to see even a, a larger aspect of what our foundation does and how it's run and, right. and understanding what a community foundation can do, not just for the community it serves, but as an umbrella to serve other communities. Right. Now, before I started here, I had no idea what a community foundation was. I it wasn't even on my radar, had never really even heard of it. Um, but now, you, you know, you get in the nooks and crannies of things yeah. and you can see all of these branches moving throughout the community. So for people who may not know what the Clark Community Foundation is, can you kind of talk to us about what you all do and maybe some of the projects that you all have already completed and things that you have coming up. Definitely. Uh, You know, what's amazing is that we are celebrating our 25th year anniversary as a community foundation. It was established back in December of 1998. And so um, this year we'll be doing some things to celebrate that. And and again, it's um, it started by a number of community members um, in Winchester that felt the need to give back and it, uh, after the three or four people that started it they one or two had passed away and and had endowed money to mm-hmm. the foundation and and it and what's amazing is that it's allowed us to have a monthly excuse me an, an annual um essentially stipend to grant um, dollars to the community and it only goes back to Clark County um, which I'm 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 really proud of and 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 it and it really is neat to see what it does because many of those matching dollars um, or many of the dollars that are granted to these community to these um, nonprofits are a part of their budgets right. on an annual basis you don't realize what those dollars do um, and so um, I guess to go back to your question Clark County started in 98 we've done a number of things since then and I'll go into that maybe mm-hmm. here in a little bit but at the end of the day um, the Clark County Community Foundation really strives to have a mission to, to give back to Clark County and the nonprofits there mm-hmm. um, from a standpoint of what we do um, a great example of that um, our endowment um, consists of gifts made to the Clark County community members and the uh, with large estate gifts mm-hmm. that allow us to grant over $400,000 annually. So that is essentially interest dollars that come out of the endowed fund that allow us to give back to the community. Now, a lot of that money is set aside uh, as a budgetary line item for sure. the give, Good Giving Challenge, which mm-hmm. we found, have found to be the most opportune way to give back to the to the nonprofits in Winchester. I mean, we certainly think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it's great for everybody, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you've got 32 nonprofits that rely on those dollars for their budgets. Right. And if we can, if in you know, what we found, <laughs> and I've learned this throughout this process, the seven years that I've done it, I, we were concerned that if we brought those nonprofits together and we started sharing donors, mm-hmm. right, 
what we were worried about is that donors would stop giving. What we learned mm-hmm. was that by mixing and matching those donors and having them identify other nonprofits, they gave more. Right. And it expand the donorship opportunities for every nonprofit. And so that's something that I've been really – that's one thing that I found really interesting that you wouldn't necessarily uh, think that would happen, mm-hmm. right? Um so, uh, speaking of the Good Giving Challenge, this past year, uh, we awarded $255,000 to the Good Giving Challenge to 32 Clark County nonprofits as matching dollars. But the total awarded through the Good Giving Challenge to Clark County alone was more than $700,000. That's crazy. Is it not? I mean, to match two fifty-five, but then for them to, to identify gifts from our community and around our community of more than $700,000 overall is, is just astonishing. It's huge. For a, for a community the size of Winchester. Right. I mean, essentially, we're a suburb of Lexington, like a Paris, like a Nicholasville, mm-hmm. like a Georgetown. But yeah. at the end of the day, we don't have the manufacturing that Georgetown has. Yeah. Uh, we don't, we're not a, a bedroom community like Nicholasville adjacent to, to, to Le- Lexington. And Paris has so many horse farms. So when you look at that and you're fulfilling those needs for those nonprofits, it's, it's amazing. And not to take away from those communities, they do great things too. Absolutely. Um, I'm just proud to, to brag a little bit about Clark County. Now, <laughs> let me ask, because what do you think that is? Like if there's not this this corporate boom in Winchester, it's not the the next door neighbor to Lexington. So, what is it about this quote unquote smaller community that brings in seven hundred thousand dollars? I mean, that's crazy. It, it is. Um, I would like to say, and, and I and I think I'm right of, of this is that, and and it, it's somewhat of a cliche, but I think we are a giving community. But I think that's representative across the state. Mm. You look at 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 events that happen and how Kentuckians give back. Look at the the uh, the 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 flood yep. victims and look at the Chris Stapleton concert and the amount of money that was raised through through that. Kentuckians care about each other. Yeah, um, and I think that. For Clark County alone, I think I could speak to the fact that that we care about our community and and we care about those nonprofits because at the end of the day, those nonprofits are our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Those nonprofits are the the aunt and uncle that we know that's that's trying to do good for what they do. And at the end of the day, I like to think that that those dollars that are being given are are ways for us as a community to give back because at the end of the day, we just want Clark County to be as good as it can be. Right, I love that. What other projects do you all have going on right now? Man, there, there's, there's so many. I, I, I like, I, I know, right? So, um, a couple things that I've noted here. Um, the newest thing that I think I'm really proud of as as a community member, and, and I should mention too, our, our board um, consists of a number of folks, and I don't want to get anybody wrong, but currently our board chair is Molly Rainey. Um, she works for Edward Jones in Winchester, and then Danny Neely is our vice chair. Mm-hmm. Danny and I, uh, <clears throat> he and I have been friends since we were little kids and Danny owns an insurance agency in Winchester and it's been great to serve with folks that are your friends and, right. and to be able to have that opportunity to get back. And, um, so, and then we have a number of other members that I'll mention here shortly, but one of the newest initiatives that we're doing is, is the Winchester minority leadership initiative. Um, and it's, it's combined with a local donor that wanted to see this initiative go through, along with the Greater Clark Foundation, who is another foundation in Winchester that, that gives back to our community. Um, 
and the Winchester Minority Leadership Initiative started this year. It's a one-year program, and I'm going to read through this so that it's exactly the way it's supposed to be. But um, uh, for individuals in the Winchester-Clark County area, ages 21 to 45, who identify as non-white, the program is led by professional facilitator Colleen Elridge. And Colleen um, is gearing that towards providing training and skill building opportunities for professional, excuse me, for professional and civic leadership and community engagement. So the idea is that one of the things that the community foundation we struggle with is we want we want diversity. We right. want inclusivity in, in our foundation board membership. And one of the things that we, we struggle with is finding minorities or non-white folks that, that or or folks of, of a different um, socioeconomic background, mm-hmm. um, gender, all those things. And so what this program is doing is is trying to engage folks so that they're more willing to want to do that, to want right. to participate, and then give them the tools to know how to participate. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, it, it's an amazing program, and I think it's offering a ton of opportunities from a professional civic side. So that's one thing. Thing that that we have um, that we have granted this year again along with a single donor and then the Greater Clark Foundation. Um, additionally, we've had the opportunity to be on our fifth year of what we're calling the Clark County Community Foundation Scholar Program. Um, one of our past board members, Melissa Dean, who is a near dear friend of mine, um, helped kind of push this initiative from a grant making standpoint. And we're in our fifth year of that. And what it does is it provides support for George Roger Clark High School students who need additional support and services to pursue post-high school education and technical Mm. programs. And what's really cool about it is that we work with the counselors and we try to identify anywhere from five to ten students during that in that are in their high school careers that may could be on a college track or a post-secondary education track, but maybe don't have the um, the the ability or needs maybe at home pushing them sure. that direction. So this is a is a program that marries them up with somebody, and we pay for all the all the work for it, and and the work that's done, and and they guide them through the process how to write an essay for a for a college um, application. ACT prep courses, SAT prep courses, all the things that you need to get you into that next section. And I was honored right after COVID, I guess it was two, 2021, and we had our first group that had gone through the program and had actually graduated from college. Uh. And to sit there and speak to these young people and to hear their stories and they never would have taken the step to go right. to college and then to actually graduate from college and have career opportunities. That's where you see those dollars making Absolutely. a world of difference. And, and it, I'm passionate about it because I, I've seen it work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lucky to be a part of it. Uh, I, 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 again, I'm a pass through. I'll be gone we're just stewards of this, but it is, it gives you a complete different perspective of what the things we can do as a community. Right. And, you know, I think it's one of those things that maybe not a lot of people understand. Again, I was one of these people who didn't really get it at first, but it's not so much seeing an immediate change. It's really about leaving that legacy and watching things happen for years down the road and generations later. What would you say to somebody who 
is wanting to get more involved with a community foundation, but they're either, you know, not sure how to do that or they feel like they don't have those connections yet, what would you say to them? So I think there's a number of ways you can do that. Um, one is buy your dollars, create a non-endowed fund. Come to our community foundation, talk to Haley Cunningham, who's our, our advisor, and speak to her on how those monies can work for you. If you don't have the monies, do you want to commit time? That's a whole different story. Um, speak to us again as a community foundation and learn how you commit time. Are there opportunities to serve on the board? Are there opportunities to um, maybe not serve on our board but be an advisor to the board? Mm. And then thirdly, I think one of the best ways to help support a community foundation is pick a nonprofit and go to work for them. Yep. Go to work and do the hard stuff that um, – that makes those nonprofits successful because at the end of the day, it may not have to be with a community foundation. It could be with one of the nonprofits to which they serve. And at the end of the day, you're doing the same thing. Right. And at seven years, it feels like it's flown by fast. But at the end of the day, we've, we've done a number of things that I'm really proud of. And, and a couple of those is right at the start of COVID, we um, – we donated, um, we granted money to all the family resource centers across um, Clark County um, schools to help pay for food, help serve lunches, um, mm -hmm. provide the, the fillers that weren't being fulfilled when school was out. That was an amazing opportunity. Additionally, um, we've had the opportunity to participate with On the Table on numerous occasions. And, and one of the things that I was so uh, honored to be a part of was one of the on the table events that we did is we took it to the students of Clark County and we chose um, fifth and sixth graders at at, uh, at Baker Elementary at Intermediate School and the neat thing was was that we we decided hey we're going to have on the table events across the community right. adults are going to sit down and have break bread or have coffee that was great but how do we involve students mm. how do we engage kids and so we went out and got um, a partner with the folks at uh, CRM, who at the time owned Roosters. Um, Miss uh, uh, the, uh, the the Turner family uh, were very um, uh, giving in helping provide some lunches for the kids and snacks. And then what it did was is we provide prompted questions on on the table and uh. to sit and listen to kids talk through the opportunities that they did or didn't have, and to be honest with each other right. and to engage with each other. To, to see what On the Table did, you know, starting in Chicago when it was started, then we brought it here to Lexington and the surrounding communities. It just was amazing. And, and you know, I, I, some of the things, this is obviously before COVID, but some of the simple things coming out of a child's mouth was just be kind. Learn, mm. learn to be kind, and 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 really the things that they were engaging in and the things that they were dealing with, a lot of folks didn't realize. And to hear them be honest and talk, and engage with their peers, right. and know that they had an open uh, opportunity to talk about that, that was pretty cool. And so, those were highlights of the on the table. We did it additionally um, in in our community uh, on multiple occasions, and and that was a great experience. And then lastly, I would mention is. Um, if you remember the I Was Here project here in Lexington, mm -hmm. um, we kind of piggybacked off that and did a, a, a Winchester kind of opportunity for that, which was called a The I Sing. And we found a story, um, the local the, the, the local artist, Marjorie Guyon, had a story that she identified of, of 
a Winchester slave um, that had a child um, by one of her landowners. And it was essentially in a representative of, of that child and how he was grown. And we took pictures of a ton of different models from across different perspectives in Winchester. And then she we, we, we put them on an art installation, um, similar again to I Was Here, and showed it all across Clark County. And still to this day, it sits in Clark County, I think, at the hospital. Um, and that was an amazing experience, just to sit out and watch the photography happen mm-hmm. um, and see the art go in and to identify how um, you know, communities struggle um, with diversity and with learning to work with each other hand in hand, regardless of, of race or ethnicity. And it was a way to try to bridge that. Right. And and that opportunity, I thought, was was amazing. And that was something that came from the foundation. So mm-hmm. those are just a couple other things. Every day has to be a step in that direction, right? Yes. And so, you know, you've got places like Gray Line Station, and the two good radio hour and you've got folks in our community that are they're doing everything they can and and to to make to make lexington and and the surrounding communities in kentucky better and 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 that goes back again to to what an amazing i think state we are yes um um, we we are a giving state we we care about our people um i think we're we're hardworking. Um, I think there's a blue collar nature to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that we have deep ties to our community. And um, it's felt from our, our our family members that may hail from different areas and now locate in central Kentucky. Right. Um, and those roots still run strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think that that dictates a lot of what we do as a community mm-hmm. um, in trying to make things a better place. Yeah. Now, we are doing a grow series here on the show this month. So we're talking about what it means to grow in your community, grow in wealth, grow personally, grow in your health. So what does it mean for you, especially coming from Clark County, what does it mean for you to grow? Hmm. You've stumped me on this one. <laughs> um, I think one is knowing that there's always room to grow. Mm. Um regardless of of where you are um, in your life. Um, I may not be in the same spot as, a, as an 18-year-old young person graduating high school, um, but understanding that there's always room to grow mm-hmm. um, is so important. Um, secondly, I think for me, at the, again, at the stage of life to which I'm in, um, I am trying to do the things to help. I, I have three children, mm-hmm. um, and I'm trying to show them how important giving back is to your community. And that can be done in so many ways. Yep. Winchester has an amazing homeless coalition and a place there called CeCe's Closet that is a nonprofit that takes clothes locally and, and provides to the homeless community. And there are always opportunities to go there and serve for two hours just to separate clothes. And I'm talking about kids as the young as the age of three or four can go in and 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 separate, um, you know, hangers. Right. Everybody can make a difference and everybody can give. And my hope. If there is a legacy left from the opportunity to having served on this community is for that my kids saw 
how important it was to get back. Yeah. And that if if anybody else saw that, maybe they could give back to not just my kids, but I, I think it it just at the end of the day there is a responsibility for each of us to care about who's in and around our community and around us. And and I think at the end of the day, if we care about those things, then then it should come naturally. Yeah. And it should and, and it should be be easy. You know, I mean, yeah, you got to set aside some time, but at the end of the day. And you're not doing it for the warm and fuzzies at the end of it, even though that's great. Right, yeah. It's, it's, a, great. it's a good perk. But it but you see the good that it's it, it that it applies to your community and, and that's that's the bottom line. Mm. This is so weird. <laughs> but I was on your Instagram the other just like getting questions ready and you call your daughter something very cute. Oh, uh, her name is Elizabeth, but um she goes by Biz. Ugh. <laughs> I think it's the cutest thing. I was well, talking to my you. partner and I was like, I don't know what we can do with this, but I <laughs> love this. Biz. So, yeah, well, so her mother's name's Elizabeth and she goes by Lisa. Her grandmother's name's Elizabeth and she goes by Betsy. And her great grandmother's name was Elizabeth and she went by Libby. Um, so each one of them have carried the name, but have all had kind of that separate name. There's, oh my gosh. Um, so again, she's. Uh, She's one of a kind, and I'm appreciative that her brother, whose birthday is today, Call- oh, Callaway's birthday, birthday. Uh, is today. He uh, he turned 14, and uh, he when she was born, he couldn't say her name. He said Bizabeth, and Cute. so that's how Biz came about. So, oh my gosh, that's adorable, adorable. Okay, every episode we like to go into our second segment, which is called BGCF Fast Facts. All right, which is where I'm going to ask you a question. And without thinking about it too much, you're going to give me the first question, I mean, first answer that pops up. Perfect. Now, what I've told people before is that this does not have to be a sprint. If you would like it to be a gentle stroll, it can, it can be a gentle stroll. <laughs> yeah. It's just whatever you're feeling at the time. Great. Are you ready? I am ready. What are you reading right now? I am reading a Mark Greeny book that is a, uh, a series, but what I would love to talk about is my favorite book that I just read oh, this year. Okay. It's called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. It's also one of my favorite books that I've read this year. It is. It is the best book I've read this year, no doubt. Um, Fantastic. Outstanding. In fact, it was so well, so good and so well ri- written. Um, um, outstanding. So Good. I had no idea what to expect from that book. I'm also, I'm not a video game yeah. gal, but I was hooked. I was like, maybe I actually do like video. Maybe I'm about this life now. It was so good. Well, it, it, it was well, it's so well written. And my son is a gamer, so mm-hmm. it, I'm begging him. I'm trying to get him to read it as well. And he, again, I said he was, he just turned 14. I think it's a it's a it's a good age. I mean, I think he would enjoy yes. it and engage with it. But anyway, that's that's uh, I'm, what I'm reading. But I read a lot, so I'm also reading uh, John Grisham's newest book, The Boys of Biloxi. I have it on Audible. I'm reading the Mark Greeny book, as I said, on my Nook, and then I, um, and then I'm also reading a, a workbook about. Um, how to be the ideal team player, um, which... Uh, Isn't that fun that you really need the balance of, like, here's a little self-help, a little motivation, a, not... I don't want to use the word dry, but maybe a little, but then you have all of the fun books that kind of give you the... 
the spectrum there? No doubt. And and I love reading. Yeah. Um, my my mother loved to read, and, and my grandmother loved to read, and, and really my whole family did, and, and they ingrained that in us, and I'm hopefully ingraining that in my kids. Although I, it took me a while to get to that point, and I yes. think my kids will too. But um, but yeah, I, you got to have some fun, and you got to have some learning, and at the end of the day, if you're it, it just that knowledge is is great from just either from conversations or writing or, or just knowing things in in your community and and in in general. So I love it. I, my goal this year is to read fifty two books, and I'm on book nineteen. Awesome. So I'm I'm working. Okay. Next question. I'm ready. What are you watching right now? <laughs> um, you know, I, I obviously, uh, like many of us, I'm a. Um, a fan of Ted Lasso. Yes. Um, so that that's one. I love Abbott Elementary. Yeah. Um, that's probably the one TV show that I sit down and, and record and watch. Um, I, I don't have a lot of time uh, getting to watch on the Netflix stuff and, and the Amazon and the, mm. and the Hulu. There's so many options. There, there's, there's a lot out there. And at the end of the day, honestly, my time is limited. Yeah. So, so when I'm sitting down, it's got to be really small increments. But I, I do love Ted Lasso um, and, uh, and, 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 again, Abbott Elementary. Those are probably the two. Mm. Have you watched the first two episodes of the new season, Ted Not Lasso? Yet. I know. They're pretty good. I know. I'm, I'm, I haven't gotten to pretty it yet. Good. But hopefully this next week when uh, we go on spring break, maybe I'll yes. find a little time. Yes. What are you listening to right now? So by Audible, um, I'm listening to the Christian book that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, then in the car, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a loyal Kentucky uh, basketball, football, athletics fan. Um, and um, I, 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 I'm a loyal listener to, to Kentucky Sports Radio. Um, Matt and I actually went to Transy together and um, and at the same time and, and have grown to be uh friends and and he's done such an amazing job with that that radio show and and i love keeping up with kentucky sports mm-hmm. so i'm i'm dialed in and it's not just about the sports there it's a great show and and they do such a good job um with all of his his compatriots there um and then additionally music wise i am a a huge chris stapleton fan i'm a huge john prime fan i am a big Sturgill and Tyler Childers yep. fan, and so those Kentucky boys are mm-hmm. near and dear to my heart. Um, and then uh, I like Dave Matthews. I'm a fan of Dave Matthews. Okay. Um, and probably another one that's uh, down that road is maybe Ed Sheeran. I'm a big fan of Ed Sheeran. So, um, and Eric Church. I would say Eric Church. I think he's a he's a troubadour and a linguist and somewhat poetic in his um, in his uh, writing. Yeah. And, and I'm appreciative of that. Mm. My brother got me tickets to see Ed Sheeran in July, and nice. I—it'll be the last thing I ever do. I don't think I'll survive the show. It's gonna be great. We saw him in Riverbend. It's been—it was before Co, so it's been three or four years ago. But he was outstanding. So good. Mm. What are you eating right now? Well, trying to eat as little as possible, but uh, <laughs> but I'm a—I am a huge fan. Um, let's see, locally. Um, you know, our office, um, I work for Dean Builds here in Lexington. Our office is off of uh, Mercer Court, um, kind of out the Lees town into town. So we're often uh, hitting up Drake's and El Mariachi mm. for lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, um, we are, you know, from a home standpoint, Lisa, Lisa cooked, a, a, my wife Lisa cooked a nice roast, uh, and we had that last night. Um, we... Uh, we, I love to cook a good steak for mm-hmm. the family. 
Um, and, and we grow vegetables in the garden on the farm and we'll have fresh vegetables. I'm, I'm, I'm always excited about spring and summer yes. popping up cause I love a good Cucumbers. garden. No doubt. Um, and so, you know, that's great. And then, you know, locally, I love a good burger. I mentioned, uh, we, we just finished building, um, and fitting out the new Sawyer's restaurant downtown and saw, and Jim is a, I, I was lucky enough to work for him while I was in college and it kind of came full circle when we oh, got to build this building. Fun. And so he's back in business, and, and Sawyer's is, uh, in my opinion, one of the best burgers in town, uh, if not in the state. And uh, and you cannot beat it with the uh, the engagement you get with Jim and his staff. They just mm. they they know how to serve people. Um, and so I'm excited. That that's those are a couple things that I'm eating. And then I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, Trying to eat as much greens as I possibly can. I hate it. I don't want them. I I don't want them. I'm trying my very best. I know. It's tough, isn't it? If I have to eat one more piece of kale, I'm going to (laughs) scream. I will scream out loud in public. (laughs) What are you most scared of? Uh, Failure. Mm. What does that look like for you? Um, I... uh, I think failure as a parent as a father, mm. um, as a husband, mm-hmm. as a coworker, um, as a community fit foundation member. Um, I, I, I think the fear of failure is what keeps the edge to keep you trying to succeed. Mm. Um, and at the end of the day, um, the fear of failure of, of raising good children and good human beings, the fear of failure from failing at, at being a good husband Mm-hmm. Um, and caring for your spouse, um, your partner, um, and then fear of failure at work, um, making sure that you're being a good coworker and you're fulfilling the duties that you're required to fulfill and engaging and making sure that, that what you're doing for a living is successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't have to be monetarily. Um, sure. That can be a, a number of things. It, it, it can be making sure your coworkers are successful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, in, in, you know, from a work standpoint, it's making sure that, that from what we do is, uh, you're, you've got good, good customer service. You're providing, um, a wonderful product for, um, your customers and, and you're, you're gaining them back. And at the end of the day, it, it runs the gamut, and as I mentioned, being fa- failure to 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 provide um, to to not succeed as a community foundation board right. member, right? Mm-hmm. So, so doing the things that are your obligations and helping to grow the community foundation and grow your community as a whole, and helping those nonprofits. So those are all those are all fears, mm. um, but they also help keep you honest and keep you driven and keep you engaged, um, and that's that's part of it. What are you most proud of? My children. Mm-hmm. And that's an easy one. I have one in college. Um, he's my stepson, and he's still my son. And... Uh, his mom and dad have shared him with me, and he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a 14-year-old eighth grader and a 12-year-old daughter. And I'm sure you can hear it in my voice how um, how much they mean to me. Mm-hmm. Um, by far our biggest success is my wife and I. And um, 
we recently uh, lost my mother. Um, you mentioned losing yours yeah. in 2020. Um, my mother passed um, the week before Christmas this past mm-hmm. December. And to see them struggle yeah. and to know that they're trying to work through all the grief and mm-hmm. things like that, they make me so proud because that's not easy. No, it's hard. Hell, it's not easy for yeah. my French. Yeah. Um, it's not easy for a parent. Yeah. Um, uh, who, or, or, you know, as a child. And, and so I'm really proud of my kids. I, I, and, you know, and, and if, if I'm honest, I'm proud of the, the things I do for work, the things I do for the community foundation. And at the end of the day, that feels bragging. And I don't want it to sound that way. Cause at the end of the day, I, I'm proud of those things because of what they are, not, Absolutely. not what I am. Yeah. And, um, and and I think more than anything, I'm I'm proud of of what we do as a community, mm-hmm. and that's just that's in Clark County, that's in Lexington, that's in the state of. I mean, we live in the best age that the world has ever seen, mm-hmm. and we are lucky, so lucky, to 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 live in this time and and to be able to give back and and do those things. That really that makes you proud. Yeah. Who do you look up to? Uh, That's a great question. Um, there's a couple people. Um, one of my partners at work, I, I hold dear to my heart. He he has been a, a, a very um, inspirational person to me and, and a guiding light. Um, I look up to my kids just because I'm proud of them and I try to learn from them every day. I look up to my wife. Um, I have a, a minister who's a very important piece in my life. I, I am a Christian, and, and I love my my church family. Um, and, you know, so there's a number of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could go on and on, but I, you know what? Um, at the end of the day, I look up to um, to those folks because they're guiding lights in my life. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if that's the right answer or not. No, that, that's great. We love that. It didn't feel right, but I. But that that is the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to? Hmm. Wow, short term. Um, <laughs> short term. I am excited about a project we're doing. Um, our company is going to be managing the new Town Branch Park project. Yes. Um, that's that's so short term. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Uh-huh. I, I think it's going to be. We're excited that that's short term because I mean that's coming up. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, it that's exciting because it is going to I think transform downtown in our community yeah. and it's a park that is going to be so inclusive and so engaging for so many people and that's what we look to do as community partners, right? As a community foundation. So I'm excited about that short term, long term. Um, I think uh, I fall back to family, mm-hmm. um, and you know it's not just my kids. I have nieces and nephews that I'm so proud of, and, and watching them grow, and thankful to be a part of their lives, um, and seeing what they do with their lives, um, and being a part of that. I yeah. think to 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 just have those touch points, um, because I think at the end of the day, you're hopeful that 
you maybe gave them a positive influence and, mm-hmm. and provided an opportunity for them to succeed. Um, and that would be my family and, and, and those around me. So, mm. Why do you love your community? Mm. I think that Winchester in Clark County uh, has so many people that love to give back and want to see the community prosper and and have the community's best interests at heart, whether we agree or disagree on things, I'm confident that the people that are there in our community have Winchester and Clark County's best interests at heart. Mm. And that's what I love about it because you can disagree. You may you may not agree with everything. You're not going to. Right. But at the end of the day, if you hold the, that streamline, if you hold those 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 values that you need to be maintained, and you interweave those values through everything you do, regardless of what it is, you're never going to stray from it. Right. And so, if those values stay consistent and help guide you in your decision making then you're not you're not going to do wrong you're going to do good ah oh man that was good that was that was a great wrap around there why do you love yourself uh, i'm not sure i do sometimes <laughs> um i you know i think we have to love ourselves i think for our own sanity for our own will um in what we do because at the end of the day, if you're not caring about yourself and looking out for yourself, that you you can't do the things you want to do for others. Right. And I like I I like to care for people. I I I like to know that I've helped somebody, and I like. And again, that probably sounds disingenuous. I don't want it to sound that way at all. I I think at the end of the day, if you aren't watching your own will being, then you can't do the things that you want to do that are your own principles. Right. For me, a principle is to help people and to and to be good and to, to learn and to be good to others and, 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 and offer opportunities that maybe others don't have. And, and if I could help that way, I would do that. That's my principles. Mm. And to be able to fulfill those principles, you have to care about yourself. And know that you're putting yourself in a position to where you can help others, if that's what, or whatever your principles right. are. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, if if we're asking why do I love, why do you love yourself, that would be probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last question: How can people learn more about the Clark County Community Foundation? How can people get in touch with you if they have questions about Town Branch Park or any of the the myriad of things we talked about today? How can they find you? Well, um, I'm on social media um, pretty – I mean, you can search my name probably and it'll probably pop up. But um, my, my Twitter handle's uh, at Blanton Coates, my, and that's a C-O-A-T-E-S. Um, uh, my Instagram's the same. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook, all those things. And, and I try to do my best to share all the Bluegrass Community Foundation, mm-hmm. all the Clark County Community Va- Foundation items. Um, so that's one way to gauge is through social media. The next is probably through the Community Foundation's website. Um, and, 
and going through BlueGrassCommunityFoundation.org or BGCF.org, and then uh, just tracking the different community foundations. You can find Clark County and find the folks there. Um, and at the end of the day, um, our advisor, Haley Cunningham, um, can help get you in touch with me in case you have questions. And um, you probably want to stay as, steer as far away from me as possible after this interview. <laughs> so um, I probably done. I probably am not going to fulfill that for you on this capacity. But I am. Um, I am honored to have been here and, and to have the opportunity. Um, you know, what what we do as a foundation um, to engage our community. To, to provide opportunities for anyone to give back. And, and there's so many different ways you can help and so many different ways you can engage. And that's what we're here to do is provide those opportunities so that you can find an outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at the end of the day, if you find the outlet, you, you're making something better in your community, and, and I'm thankful for that. So. Mm-hmm. Blaine, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Courtney, it was nice to see you. Thank you for yes, having me. this was so great. You'll have to come back when Town Branch Park things start. Oh, that sounds like a That plan. would be so fun. I'd be honored. And thank you for having me today. It really has been an honor. Thank you. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. All right. Looking forward to it. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour, brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us at BGCF.org to stay up to date on all of the latest giving and do-good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.